Welcome to Change Nation, a program brought to you by First30Days.com. On this episode of Change Nation, Ariane talks with Sherry Blair, the wife of former British Prime Minister Tony Blair. Here's Ariane. Hi, and welcome to Change Nation. Today in the studio, I'm very excited to have with me Sherry Blair. She's the wife of former British Prime Minister Tony Blair, probably her most famous title. With that said, she's also got quite a few others. She's a mother, she's a recent writer and author of a brand new book actually that's just come out in the United States called Sherry Blair, Speaking for Myself, My Life from Liverpool to Downing Street. She's an advocate for women's rights. And today we're gonna talk about all sorts of things, all the changes she's been through in her very varied career and also all the causes that she's spending a lot of time with these days. Thank you for being here, Sherry. Well, it sounds very exciting, I mean, <laughs> So, Sherry, you're a very important role model for women. What do you think is the main message that you'd like all the women who are watching this to just know about being a woman, about showing up as a powerful person in the world? What's the main message to get across? I think that actually, though, we're all individuals. We women actually share so much in common. So, when you say I'm a role model, I think, oh my God, I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that good to be a role model. Mm. Um, which I think actually is a very female thing to do. <laughs> so, the other thing I think people might look at you and say, how do you do it all? I think people, when they're looking at Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, you're all mothers, you're all wonderful wives and partners to world leaders you all have managed to find time to get behind causes that are important. Is there a way to do it all? Is there a secret formula? Because we all have so much on our plates. Well, we absolutely do. And if I knew the secret formula, I'd be a very rich woman. In fact, I'd definitely buy it myself. I think, you know, the, the thing I, it always strikes me about all this is that I'm just very lucky. When I think of my own mother, who didn't have my opportunities and therefore didn't have uh, the sort of income that I have that enables me to employ help to help me and had to do everything on her own. Mm -hmm. I think her life was a lot harder than mine and she was a working mother because my father abandoned mm -hmm. her and left uh, her to bring up her two daughters with the help of her mother-in-law which is a challenge in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah but she didn't have the resources I had and yet she managed and there are plenty of women across the, the world who have it so much more difficult than I do. I'm really lucky. When you get to a place maybe of feeling overwhelmed with everything that you do have going on, what helps you through those times? Um, I think partly it's just thinking about my mum and realising that, you know, really I am lucky. And you mentioned I've been around the world. And when I see the women there, I've been to Rwanda for it. And mm. I've seen these, or Sierra Leone, I've seen these African women who have been through the most terrible experiences of rape, of genocide, of losing their entire families, perhaps bringing up now some, someone else's children or, or, or struggling to bring up their own children. And you see them there and they have their feet planted firmly on the ground. And you know, they're not, they're, they're not worrying about whether their mm. bum looks too big in, <laughs> in, in whatever it is they're wearing. They're just getting on with life mm. and doing the best for their children. Mm. So really, whatever I have to suffer, whatever I think, oh my God, how can I get through this? It's nothing in comparison. I think it's the perspective of other people and how fortunate we are and really mm. gratitude as well. Mm. What do you find yourself thinking most about these days? 
does something keep you up at night? Is it an issue or a cause? I think it is. It is other women. I keep thinking, thank God, that I was born in the late 20th century in the United Kingdom. And I think, thank God my daughter is now, you know, she's nearly 21, that she's in the 21st century in London Hmm. making her way. Because when I think of what the prospects are for women in other countries, um, you know, I just think we are so lucky. With all the work that you've done with, with dozens of charities, do you feel that we are making good progress? Do you think we're going far too slow? I think we're, we, we, we always, there's always a tendency to get a bit impatient. But one of the things that I've learned, I think, especially over my last 10 years in Downing Street, is that it's fantastic work going on across the world, up and down my country, up and down here in, in, in America, around communities. People do fantastic work. But what often happens is a lot of it is unsung and no one knows about it. And the other thing is I think that there's not enough information sharing. I remember just oh, a few months back, I met a woman who single-handedly done a project in rural parts of Kenya with AIDS victims and she'd done that for five years done fantastic work helping the community work together to 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 to, to support themselves to to fight the prejudice that was there and at the end of the five years she was just absolutely exhausted and burnt out and part of the reason for that was she didn't know or have contact with other people who were doing the same work and so it always looked like you know the problems she encountered were the only ones and what I'd like to do is to act as a sort of catalyst where we can put people who are doing good work across the world Mm. together to share their ideas and to understand that there's no monopoly of of good Mm. ideas and actually we can still learn so much from each other and adapt our ideas to our different circumstances. What would you want your daughter to have learnt from you? What's what's sort of the main thing that you really hope that she's learnt? Well I hope uh, <laughs> that she's learnt that it's, it's really important to um, try and get a balance in your life. I think she's probably learnt from looking at me that <laughs> there must be a better way of doing it. Mm. But, that, but also that she's learnt that you, to have your own space, to have your own identity is really really important. Actually, my daughter, I think, knows that. My worry is, uh, have I transmitted this to my sons? Mm. I've got three of those, after all, and only mm. only one girl. And I, I hope that when they become husbands and fathers, mm. that uh, they're even better than their own father, who I know was better than his father. <laughs> what do you think is the message for men in terms of honouring women, encouraging women, believing in women? Well, there are many, many men <laughs> who believe all three of those things. Mm. And I think that there's, it's an unbeatable combination where men and women come together in a spirit of cooperation and in, in, as equal partners, then there's nothing we can't do together. Mm. I think the problem is when that equality is, is diminished in many ways, mm. and then actually both of us are diminished. Do you find in the 10 years that you were in Downing Street, did you change a lot, or fundamentally you're pretty much the same person? Well, I think if you ask my husband, he said he'd been astonished at how diplomatic I proved to be. <laughs> That's not always to say that I was uh, diplomatic all the time. but um, So, yes, I'm, I learnt to um, 
keep my mouth shut more than mm. you might imagine if you read the British press. <laughs> when you think back on sort of the last 10, 15 years, what's the most surprising thing that has happened that you were asked to either do or participate in? Well, the most surprising thing was actually having a baby at 45. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think that uh, God was obviously laughing at me when that happened. Yeah, well, we're happy he's here, <laughs> for sure. Oh, I'm definitely happy yeah. he's here. And actually, he was a real gift and made a big difference, with not just to me, I think, but to our entire family, to his older siblings, as well as to my husband and myself. Do you think it's important to do things that people don't expect, that are a little bit maybe out of the norms and out of, for example, having a child in your, in your 40s. Do you well, think I it opens up <laughs> possibilities? It certainly did, but it certainly wasn't a deliberate decision in my part. It was definitely uh, a surprise. But um, you know, I think it's always important to try and think out, out of the box and yet at the same time uh, not to be so wacky that no one pays any attention to you. We're going to come right back. This is Change Nation from the first 30 days. Welcome back to Change Nation. I'm Ariane, and I'm speaking with Sherry Blair here in the studio. So writing a book was also quite a big change. Did you know you had it in you? Had you always wanted to write a book when it was the right time? Well, I think that the key thing that if you ask my friends about me, um, they would say I'm a, I'm a huge reader. So I've always been a reader from, from a little girl. I've loved reading, and I always have a book on the go wherever I go in the world. And so... Uh, I love words, uh, and in fact, this is my second book. Well, it's actually my third book. I've written a legal textbook, The Negligence Liability of Public Authorities. Probably not something that you want to look at unless you happen to be a lawyer. And then I wrote a book when I was in Downing Street called The Goldfish Bowl, which was about the other spouses of the Prime Minister in Queen Elizabeth's reign. And that gave me, well, it taught me actually, it's not as easy as I thought to write a book. Um, but it also gave me a bit of a bug to do it again. And of course, I didn't write about myself in that book. And so when we came out of Downing Street, the opportunity to, to do that, um, to speak for myself, was irresistible in many ways. And it turned out to be a huge cathartic experience for me because it allowed me to look back not just on 10 years at number 10, but actually a 50-year journey and reflect on a journey which I think is typical of, of women of my age, except that, of course, I got that extra dimension of being in the public eye. But otherwise, I think the journey is, is typical, coming, being the first person in my family to go to university, um, being a working mother, uh, all the work-life balance issues that we talk about, which come from women actually playing their part in the workforce now, which they didn't do in this, to the same extent in my mother and my grandmother's time. I mean, my mother, in fact, did go to work, but she had to because she had to support her own family, but she was still very much an exception in those days. What do you feel the generation that followed you should learn from the women in your generation? I think they can learn some things that we did wrong. The first thing, absolutely, I believe, is that we should... Uh, be grateful that women are different from men. 
And that what we shouldn't do is, is try to emulate men. What we actually need to do is change the way um, both work and actually home life are organised for the benefit of both women and men. This idea that you know the men are the, the only ones who who have have the careers and are the breadwinners, and that women you know but that but they can't do nurturing, and that women on the other hand you know obviously have have no brain, but they're terrific at nurturing. I mean it, it's a caricature of both men and women, uh, uh, and needs to change. So don't try and be like the men. Let's both of us. Uh, change the way we organize things and i think the the other specific thing which comes out of that is maternity and you know when i was in the 1980s and i was the only woman in chambers and i was desperate to prove that i could have a child and also carry on and carry on with my career and so i did some i didn't take a very long off at all with any of my children i pushed myself physically uh, in a way that probably I shouldn't have done. And one of the things that I was fighting for at that time was the maternity leave rights, um, which part of the, I was able to do through taking legal cases. And yet I wasn't actually taking those rights myself. And I think we should do that. We, we have to recognize that there is something special about bearing a child. And that requires um, special, uh, a special acknowledgement. Sure. You've been very attacked and criticised by another British press and a little bit of other places around the world. How how would you help other people who feel they've been attacked or hurt or criticised or put down in whatever fashion? How do you help someone get back on their feet and just sort of leave that be, create a boundary and not have it upset you, throw you off, take your power away? Well, I think you're right about creating boundaries and I think that the most important thing is Certainly in my case as well, often it wasn't really about me. It was more about using me to attack my husband. And uh, obviously I was infuriated with myself for allowing that to happen. Because of course, if, um, if I'd perhaps been uh, more careful, it wouldn't have been so easy for them to, to have done that. But on the other hand, you have to realize that that is part of what's going on. I think the other thing is to understand that it all passes. It really does. And to you, you think, you know, oh my goodness, this is so important. Most people flick through the newspapers and are probably more interested in the photographs than the text. And they may vaguely hear about something, but it doesn't necessarily make a huge impact on their life. But of course, you have the subject of that. You might think that everybody in, the, in, in, in your whole community is focused on you. It's probably not true. Sherry, what do you think hardest change that you went through in your life? Oh, there, there, there are so many, I think. Um, perhaps as, a, as an eight-year-old girl, suddenly finding out that uh, my father had placed in the local newspaper an, an advertisement announcing the birth of my half-sister and causing a huge... Um, Ferrari in a, what was a Catholic community in the early 1960s, and and that certainly had an impact on me. And then, uh, as a young woman in my early 20s, having been educated by nuns and 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 even at the LSE, being of the view that provided I was good at what I 
was doing. There was no problem in going as far as I wanted and then coming to the bar and discovering that actually I was a woman and therefore by definition I was not get regarded as someone who was going to go to the top of my profession. That's changed now, but that, that shock of discovering that being a woman was a, was a disadvantage was, was, was quite a, a profound one upon me. Is there one thing you turn to during times of change? Do you turn to your husband? Do you turn to friends? Do you turn to your faith? Do you turn well, to... I think, I think all, all of the above, certainly uh, my, my husband and my broader, broader family and friends. But yes, but faith as well. And, you know, that, that belief that, that, that there's a bigger purpose in life, that life isn't just about me. And that um, though I can't see what the plan is, at this moment, it will become clear in the long run. Sherry, do you have another book in you, something else that's been percolating that you'd like to share and write about? Well, I think it's a bit like having a baby. You know, as you give birth, you think never again. And then as time goes by, the you forget about the difficult things. And you just remember the nice ones. So actually, I have been thinking I might like to write another book in the future. Can you give us a sense of the subject? I think... Um, Something to do with, because I'm a girl, about what is happening to women across the world just because they're a girl. Any idea when it might come out, when we can look forward to it? Well, not, not, this, not this year, that's for sure. <laughs> or even next year. Hands full with this one, for sure. Yeah, but maybe towards the end of next year I might start. Is there, is there a quality, we're talking about being a girl, is there a quality that you think all women need to develop? Perseverance? Actually, I think women understand that. I was saying before about the, the Rwandans and the Africans, you know, across the world when societies go bad, when things go bad, it tends to be the women who pick up the pieces. I think we do understand about perseverance. About the, about the need, need to, go to go on. Tira, sort of three, four very quick questions, just one sentence answers. Advice on picking the right life partner? <laughs> I said one sentence. Um, I think you make sure that actually you have compatible views. Advice on taking care of your health? Just find some time for you. I'm very bad at it myself, but you need to have some time which is actually about you, not about your family, not about your husband, not even about your work, but just about you. Advice for parenting children? Just do the best you can because for sure you'll make some mistakes. But you know, most of them turn out really well. Advice on money and finances and the fear that some of that can bring up for people especially right now well i share i share that fear and it was it's been a theme of my life knowing what it's like to be left without any any money and not i'm worrying about whether you can meet the next bill um i think you just have to always keep your eye on making sure that you don't overextend yourself and advice on handling a crisis you've certainly had a few that you've had to find ways through I think it's perseverance again, isn't it? Sherry, final question. Is there a change that you haven't yet made that you'd like to make? Is there something you'd like to sort of see yourself do or try in the next few years? Well, I love singing. 
<laughs> and I and used I to sing, sing in the, the choir, choir and I have not been able to do that for many, many years. years. I'd like actually to um, take some lessons and actually have some proper voice training and really blast out a song well. Lovely. We're not going to make, we've got big microphones here, but I'm not going to make you sing. Sure, it's a real pleasure. Thank you for being on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So for more information about Sherry, her lovely charity work and advocacy for women's rights, for her terrific book, Speaking for Myself, please visit her website at www.sherryblair.org. I'm going to spell that out for you. It's C-H-E-R-I-E-B-L-A-I-R.org. Thanks for watching Change Nation. For more fascinating interviews with all types of experts and authors and world leaders, please visit us on the web at first30days.com. Thank you. Thank you.